Hey guys, it's Windy City, back for a third podcast of the VRMLB podcast, I guess, I don't know. Um, so, let's go over the trade since I last, uh, since I last uh, talked to you guys. Hold on a sec. Uh, so... Let's start off with the um, Tampa Bay Boston trade. So essentially what you got here is Tampa Bay received Chris Young, the hitter, not the pitcher, Clay Buchholz, Fernando Abad, Eni Romero, and then uh, Boston then received Eni Romero and Blake Snell and Tampa's first rounder for this year, which is the fourth uh, pick in the draft. Um... I think Dirk really got away with one here. Uh, really, I think uh, so. Buckholtz, he's thirty-two. He's not that great of a pitcher. He has sixty-eight stamina, extremely low. One point three three WHIP, six point zero strikeouts per nine. Just not a not a good pitcher. Maybe your fifth guy, but. I probably wouldn't even want him as the fifth guy because he's going to tax your bullpen with only 68 stamina. I mean, I would be surprised if he made it out of the fourth or fifth inning. So maybe as a long reliever for the next one, two, three years, but he has so many innings pitched, his contract's going to be enormous. So I'm not sure if he's actually worth signing up to a contract. So... You got that. Uh, Chris Young. He has an 848 OPS. He's probably going to be a pretty solid outfielder for you this year, but he only has 406 at-bats. He's 33. He's on the decline. He's going to decline pretty quickly, so you might be able to get out another year from him being a productive hitter. But, I mean, within three years probably, he's going to be, you know, back-of-the-end bench guy, and he's going to decline really quickly. So, I mean, I don't really like him unless you are going to compete for this year alone. And then you get Fernando Abad, 30 years old, 1.35 whip, 8.0 strikeouts, a pretty good 7.8 hits per nine compared to a 4.3 walks per nine. I mean, you know, he's like an okay reliever, probably going to be your fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth guy off the in your bullpen. And then Boston is definitely gets the more interesting side. Uh, you get Blake Snell, 1.62 whip, but he his whip composition is pretty good. He only has a 9.4 hits per nine and a 9.9 strikeout rate. 84 stamina, he's 23, so he has a couple more progressions left. And then you get Eni Romero, he's 25, he's a reliever, 1.56 whip, but again, he also has a high strikeout rate and a good whip composition. So he only has an 8.4 hit per nine rate, which... Uh, is relatively good especially considering how high his whip is and you know he has a couple more progressions left um and then they also get a first round draft pick which is going to be the fourth in this draft and that's an excellent pick you're probably going to be able to get someone as um someone as someone useful in the draft sorry sort of zoned out for a second you're going to probably be able to get someone who you can plug and play this year. And so for this reason, I'm definitely going to side with Boston. 
I think Blake Snell and Eddie Romero have the chances to develop into usable players, especially uh, Snell. And you get that first round draft pick. I think that makes this trade definitely worth, uh, definitely Dirk uh, sided with Dirk because really I could see Snell developing into a player who's better than Buckholtz right now is. And I can see him developing into that type of, I mean, depending on how the sim handles Snell's numbers, I could see Snell putting up a relatively similar ERA to Buckholtz this year. And any Romero, I could see developing into a Fernando Abad type player. Like, And I mean, depending on how the simulation handles him also, I wouldn't be horribly surprised if Abad put up similar numbers to Romero if they put if both pitch like around the same innings, I could see them putting up similar numbers. And then, so it really comes down to like, would you trade a first rounder for Chris Young? And no, especially a top five draft pick or a top of the fourth round, fourth overall pick. Definitely not. Um, he's just not really worth it. He's might be a good uh, player this year, but at Tampa, I don't think you're Panther. I'm not sure. I mean, I could see you competing maybe for a wild card, but I don't really think that you're going to be able to, you know, contend for the division probably, especially with Boston in your division. And yeah, I don't, I just don't think you're probably going to be able to compete for the division. So you're really trading away a first round draft pick for a guy who's going to tr help you get from maybe like 80 wins to 84 wins or something, which, you know, for me, it's not worth it. If this was a trade that would get you maybe from like 92 wins to 94 wins, I could definitely see that. But it's getting you from 80 to, or, eight, you know, if you thought you were 82 wins and getting you to 84 wins, you know, I don't know. Just not worth it to me, and I think that you can actually get someone of relative value with Chris uh, with that first round pick that Chris Young's going to give you this year. You're probably going to be able to get like a high 700 OPS guy, and you know you get him cost controlled for the next two years, and then you can sign him to a six year deal. I think that's a pretty. I don't know. I just don't really see what you were thinking on this deal. But, you know, uh, it was reviewed by the committee and passed, so it will not be overturned. So we're going to go to, okay, so the other picks that were done since the last podcast all have been overturned. Florida-Houston got overturned, um, LA, and then the LA-Atlanta overturned, and then the Atlanta-Florida got overturned, and the Florida-Houston got overturned. So... The first two, sorry, that was ESPN alert. Okay, uh, the first two got overturned by the committee, and the second two, really, it was just sort of, I came back after a class, and basically, like, the league had gone kaput, and I was like, oy vey, I'm going to have to really sort of lock this down. So I turned off trades, uh, basically reversed the last two dis uh, trades, and just sort of got the league shut down for the moment so I could sort of retake control, get, you know, get where, what was going on. I had already gotten an owner who left. I sort of was just sort of like, what the, you know, hell 
is going on here. So, um, I'm looking at the Atlanta, Florida trade. You know, I don't know. That probably... I mean, I can see that being a relatively okay trade. Really, it was just that I was sort of overwhelmed for the moment, and I really just felt like I needed to sort of reestablish control over the league. And so, sorry guys, if you want, you can rework that after I open trades back up. I don't see a horrible deal. That's not like a terrible deal for... It's not like a terrible deal that I could, like, is like a no-doubt overturn. Now, the Florida-Houston trade, I probably would have overturned this if, even if the committee hadn't voted on it because you're trading 19 players in one trade, and that's not really what trades are for. That's not really... Trades aren't supposed to be... Like, you don't see 19 players get traded in one trade ever, really. I mean... Uh, so I made an amendment to the rules. Uh, basically, it's not there's no hard cap on the amount of players that can be traded, but you know, basically, it's sort of like, I mean, it's what the Supreme Court basically said on porn. You know, you know it when you see it. So like trades like this, I just don't really like it. How it flips. I mean, basically, Houston and Miami or Florida, sorry, basically switched rosters. So. That's not really what trades are for. They're really sort of for maybe, you know, a couple guys there, a couple guys there. <sighs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, so just be sort of smarter about those trades. I'm not um, blaming either owner. I just really like you not to, like, make this big of a trade because I think you – just rather have you make a little smaller trades. Um <sighs> You know, like three, four players going to each side or something like that. So, uh, we just filled up the league today. So now we have thirty owners. Uh, we, ha uh, I do want to get everyone. Um, so currently, so we have thirty owners, and I want to make, I want to sort of give out a warning that there's. There's about eight owners who are relatively new to PC. And if you make trades with these eight owners, check uh, those eight owners being Chexmix, Rock Lobster, Don Rust23, Lord Hawk, Shadows, Shadows, I don't know, 1989, Keegan B, Yitz Friedman, and Jeremy's 14. Uh, they're all new. They're all new. Uh, they're all new to PC. Maybe not yet, but I'm going to still put him on this list for now until he sort of proves. Because I've seen him make a lot of bad trades in the past. But anyway, these eight owners, if you make a bad trade with them that I have to reverse or the committee reverses, um, basically I'm going to probably take away draft picks or at least fine you or something. Because these are new owners, don't take advantage of them. This is a warning to everyone. Don't take advantage of these new owners. Let's welcome them to the PC community. Uh, hopefully, you know, after they get a couple th uh, a couple hundred thousand sims under their belt, then, you know, I won't har I'd be as harsh. 
uh, on trades with them, but for now, do not take advantage of these owners. If they offer you a bad trade or what's an unfair what is an unfair trade or you think it has the potential even if it's like a 30 percent potential of getting overturned don't accept it just you know be mature enough to not accept it and maybe explain to them why you think it's a bad trade maybe maybe they're looking at the wrong stats maybe they're looking at era maybe explain to them sort of maybe you should look more at the whip or strikeout rate or hits per nine or ops instead of you know i don't know Basically, but just sort of try to help them along. Don't screw them over. I'm I will be way more harsh on trades for these eight guys if they get overturned with the veteran owner. For example, I mean, when H Tennis and Golden Canes trade got overturned, I mean, besides getting overturned, besides the trade getting overturned, I'm not really gonna punish them that much. If this became like a regular thing for these two owners, maybe then. But you know, that I'm not going to care as much between vets, but between a vet and a new guy, I'm going to punish the vet because I really just don't want you screwing up uh, young, or not young, but new newbies because it really sort of ruins the experience of PC for these guys. And we should really just want to help welcome new guys and grow the site, grow the community. And I think that screwing them and giving them a bad trade to begin with will really sort of not help their PC experience. So just overall, you know, propose good trades to them. I'm fine with that. Trade with them, but don't screw them over. It's a warning. I hope everyone gets that. Do not screw with these guys. Okay. Sorry, but I just really want to make sure that everyone is aware of that. Um, so, spring training is going to start tomorrow. I'm going to sim 10 games a day. Um, I'm going to try to split them up into maybe like three to five games, uh, three to five game blocks. Uh, I want everyone to recognize that you have to have all batters have, have to have a minimum of 20 plate appearances or 20 at-bats. All starters have to have a minimum of 10 innings pitched, and all relievers have to have a minimum of 5 innings pitched in spring training. And basically, if they don't get these required minimums, they're going to get suspended for the first 5 games of the regular season, and injuries from spring training will carry over, just like in real life. I know JK has some issues with that, but you know I sort of like the strategy it Gives. I liked it when uh, Panda Man implemented it in Fun and Fancy, or Fancy and Fun. I forget the exact name, but that league. I I'm sort of I'm sort of stealing. Sorry, Panda Man, but I'm stealing a couple of rules from that league because I really enjoyed that league. Uh, even though it was only there for about a season, maybe two. I sort of I really did enjoy that league. That was probably one of my favorite leagues while it was in existence. And so, if you want to not, um risk your guys to injury, you know, don't start them in spring training, but they're going to get suspended the first five games of the season. And, uh, you know, you're risking basically losing out the first five games of starting the season 0-5. Um, so uh, the regular season is probably going to start, I'm guessing, Monday because the spring training should be uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sorry, uh, maybe give everyone a day or two to, you know, look at, maybe give everyone like a day of looking at spring training stats. 
I'm going to then wipe it clean probably with Sunday and then uh, import the regular season schedule Monday, uh, Sunday and then uh, start the regular season Monday. And uh, in this league, I'm, I'd rather have this. I'd like this league to be a little faster than normal. So I'm thinking somewhere between six, eight sim, uh, days, sims a day. Uh, maybe even up to 10. I'll try to break it up. I'm not guaranteeing anything because sometimes it's just way easier to do all 10 at, or all eight at one time and not split it up. But, you know, I, you know, I think it can be a fast paced league and sort of get a couple seasons in maybe four or five seasons in a year. Um, so the draft, I'm thinking of hosting probably, you know, somewhere between like February 9th and, you know, probably February 15th, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, so... Somewhere around there, I'm hoping to host the draft. Actually, that might be a bad weekend for me. But, you know, once it gets a little closer to the date, um, I'm guessing I'll probably... It'll probably... It probably won't be that Friday or Saturday, actually, because I have stuff that I have to do. Unless it, So it's probably going to be the 12th, 13th. I guess probably not the 14th because people will have stuff, dates planned and stuff. So it might get pushed off a little longer. I might actually, I don't know. I'll see, I'll see how my schedule works out. But uh, the draft should be somewhere around in the next week or so. Um, that's sort of the state of the league right now. I'll try to do, I'm thinking of doing maybe like two, maybe three podcasts a week. I can probably usually get a podcast in every Friday, at least, because I have a big chunk of time that's empty Fridays. So, yeah, um, I think that's everything that I need to do or need to talk about. And, oh, about the winter ball, I sort of explained this already in the messages. You know what? You can read the messages. It's There's just a lot to sort of go over. Um yeah, so uh, I think that's it. If you guys have any questions, suggestions, advice, etc., uh, let me know. Message me, comment on either SoundCloud or YouTube. I'm still trying to get this on iTunes. They, I submitted it last week, so it might take up to, I think, another week or so for it to get uh, put onto iTunes. But once it is, I'll let everyone know about it. And I think that's it. Yeah, so let me know if you have any questions or anything. Uh, signing off, Windy City, for the third episode of the VRMLB podcast. Oh, sorry. One last thing. Uh, Gabachi gave me another league that I'm going to host Winter Ball in this league and possibly college because I think it's going to be a lot easier for me to just pour over guys into this league for winter ball then uh you know moving guys from teams during winter ball to you know a separate six or eight team league or i think it can be somewhere between four and eight teams creating a schedule for those four and eight teams you know doing all that work 
and having to move guys from team to team. So this way I will be able to just port guys over and then uh, port them back with their new stats. I think that's just going to be way easier. And then I might also use this as a college league. I still, I might, I might not. I'm going to sort of test it out maybe during this year. And that would be, that would basically be guys from like 18 to 22, 23 that I would sort of like play around with, you know, edit their stats a little, but it would sort of give you a chance to look at what's sort of upcoming for the next three to four four or five uh, draft classes. Uh, I put in a link in it next to uh, SoundCloud and the blog link in the toolbar. So anyway, now I'm signing off officially. Windy City for the third episode of the VRMLB podcast. Thanks for listening.